So I recently saw a story online about a man who killed his best friend for not saying no homo after 18 hour anal session. Now these two people were heterosexual men and one lost it because the other one was not ready to say no homo because apparently if he said no homo then that would ascertain that you know whatever it is that they did you know there's nothing wrong with it and they're purely heterosexual males or at least the both of them are. But here's how I look at it. If y'all were fucking for 10 hours, there is nothing heterosexual that is coming out of that. Nothing at all. Like, 10 hours? Even niggas fucking their bitches can't go for 10 hours. Even when it's an ugly bitch, we can't go for 10 hours. Like, how? How? But more so than that, I have a very weird question. Now that he shot his best friend and he was trying to hide the fact that he might have been homo this entire time, does it mean that he can finally admit that he saw his best friend as drop dead gorgeous? It was just there. It's not like I had another choice. Like the joke was just there and I just had to reach out and pull it. Kind of the same way this guy that shot his best friend had to reach out for his pistol when his friend couldn't pull the no homo card, you know, kind of like that. Like it was just there and there was a situation that had to be handled and I handled it accordingly, right? Or, or, or at least I think so. Anyways, the best thing about this is much as I might be joking and you know, oh, it's not nice to make fun of the dead. Well, the good thing is all of this isn't real. It's actually a fake story. It's a fake story. It actually was published in 2018. But somebody decided to bring it back up to light and make people kind of, you know, all interested with this whole homophobia thing. So, no, there's nothing of this sort that happened. No one had a 10-hour sex session. Nobody got killed for not saying no homo. So we're good. We're good. And now that I familiarized you guys with my intelligence, at least now I can start the podcast so that you can get to hear even more of this very, very profound intelligence. And I usually like to start my typical fashion where I start by saying... Welcome to Breakdown on West Side, your number one Breakdown podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who knows very well he cannot last 10 hours, probably because he's there for a good time, not a long time. He's a man who used to believe that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, the drill is pretty simple. I like to repeat it from time to time on every single episode of Tweet Street, just so that you guys can come in and become a part of this entire process. Because this show is not just me spewing my content. It's me taking some of your content, some of your thoughts and opinions and actually breaking them down. And if you want to do it, then this is how you do it. If it's your tweet, if it's someone else's tweet that you want us to discuss, this is the drill to follow. And it's a pretty simple one and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, where I will take it from that and handle it accordingly. If it's one of those screenshots, one of those screen grabs that you happen to have seen on Facebook or on IG, then you send it to at Westside on IG. The DMs are always open over there and I will take them and handle them accordingly. Same thing with Facebook. Send them to at Westside is the official Facebook page of this podcast and I will take them from there and I will handle them accordingly. Now, I want to get straight into the tweets, but before I do that, I just want to come out and say that this is going to be a slightly different episode. 
Normally, I go out and I pull different tweets from different places, but this time I want to do something a little bit different. Now, for those of y'all that have been on Kenya's Twitter spaces for a very long time, then you're probably very well aware of the hashtag that comes on every single Saturday known as Masculinity Saturday. It was started about two or three years ago by a nutritionist and Kenyan Twitter celebrity known as Amerix, also known by his official name as Erika Munga. And it's something that's kind of grown and kind of gotten a bit of a cult following because almost each and every Saturday, he usually comes onto Twitter and he posts up something under this hashtag. It can be one tweet, it can be a several bunch of tweets, and it can relate to anything from how to be a man generally as well as being the best boyfriend in a relationship, you know, how you're supposed to select women, stuff like that. Pretty much just guys being guys and him trying to advise men on how to be better men. Now, this has taken a life of its own quite recently and has kind of spawned its own kind of following where guys will go and will post up on Saturday and refer to their so-called advice as masculinity Saturday. And there's even a Masculinity Saturday Twitter page, which kind of retweets the same things and kind of posts up its own kind of version of Masculinity Saturday. And it has kind of built a bit of a following. And as somebody that discusses love, sex and relationships from a guy's point of view, I've kind of ignored them for quite a while. But I figured, you know what, let me do an episode that carries nothing but their tweets. So besides the one tweet that I'm going to do right now, Everything else is going to come from Masculinity Saturday from the past week that I found to be particularly interesting and something that I think we should actually discuss. So I will get to that. But before I do, I want us to talk about the ladies for a little bit and about their sexual health for a little bit. Now, there was this tweet that I saw which related to girls and taking P2s, which kind of got me a little intrigued and, you know, had me thinking about how much people actually knew about women and taking P2s. And I'm just going to read it for you guys and kind of just break down the information as it probably should be given. So I'll just read it for you. It says, and I quote, There's a babe here who's telling me that women are usually supposed to take P2s or the E-pill just twice in a year. Is this factual? End quote. Now, to be completely honest, I think for a lot of guys, they don't really know because it's not really their problem to care about taking the e-pill or p2 as we know it beyond just the point of go by give it to her and let her take it and make sure she's actually taken it and swallowed it and i'm not gonna blame guys because since they don't possess a female body it's not really a must for them to know about this shit but for you to know about it as a guy is actually a good thing and i do think more and more guys should actually look into the effects of p2 so that, you know, they don't end up harming their girlfriends who might also not know that much about them. Now, when this guy was talking about P2 being taken only twice a year, or at least the babe he was talking to, I do think it's not too far from the truth because the general consensus on it is that it shouldn't be taken a lot. Yes, there's people that swallow those things like Panadols, that swallow those things like Tropical Mints, all the live long day like they will be doing it week after week after week and actually that's very harmful for you it's actually not good and it can hinder your ability to actually have kids in the future as a lady it can also you know create very very big complications for you in the name of trying to have kids Uh, it can increase your chance of getting breast cancer as i found out a little later on and on top of that its effectiveness actually reduces the more you take it over shorter spans of life. Now, 
What I've always known about P2s, as far as my minimal knowledge is concerned, at least up until this point when I actually read into it, was that you shouldn't take it, I think, uh, more than three times or four times in a year. And I kind of saw the sense, but I kind of did question that sense a little bit because in my head, I was like, if you guys are measuring this up on a yearly basis, then probably that might be an issue because if I bang shorty raw and she wasn't on her safe days and she decides to take the P2 on December 29th and then I bang her raw again or some other guy bangs her raw again on January the 2nd or January the 5th or some shit does it mean that it's an entirely different year and now she can do another three four times again like that's that's not a very good way to measure it out but it is a pretty good way to tell people you know don't take it as often as some of you might think because some people believe you know you take it around once a month and you will be fine like once a month at the max and you'll be fine some people don't even think that there's side effects and problems with it besides the hormonal imbalance for a little bit but I actually beg to differ because the e-pill is actually a fairly dangerous drug if misused because from the little research that someone else did on Twitter, it was used since the 1970s on rape victims who had been raped and you know preventing pregnancy and shit and it was only up until 1998 that the FDA actually approved for it to be used by the masses and it was approved for use only on prescription and it was actually only in 2006 when they accepted that you can go and get a p2 without any prescription possible and with that said most physicians will probably tell you not to do more than twice a year but normally you'll find that the max is roughly around three to four times a year that said it should be a last resort it was used as a last resort it's called an emergency pill for a reason because it is a, supposed to be a last resort and thus it should be used as such it shouldn't be popped regularly if you do want something that's a little bit more regular there's other pills that work as very good contraceptives there's other contraceptive options that work better than the pill and some of them do not even require you to go through the hassle of things like the hormonal imbalance or the increased possibility of getting breast cancer so in a sense if you have an option make sure p2 is the last one because while stuff like pull-out game can actually kill a lot of the pleasure in sex, it is probably a much better option in terms of looking at the woman's long-term health. Just saying, not that I actually endorse it. But that said, you make your choice, but at least now you're a little bit informed about P2s. So I should probably move it on to the Masculinity Saturday tweets. So on to the first tweet. Sadly, most guys have fathers, but they don't have any father figures in their lives. Unfortunately, this is true. It's a very, very unfortunate situation right now, but right now more than ever, in this day and age, it is more true than anything. And it's not that it's just a problem with the men that have grown up to become fathers nowadays. I think to a certain degree, it's just the lack of them being around as much. Because ever since people started making the idea of being a single mother okay or being a single parent or you know co-parenting when the both of you live like very apart from each other an okay thing it kind of strained the relationships between children and their fathers and a lot of times even when you look at things like separations and divorces you'll find that 
When it comes to child custody and they decide to go the shared route, you'll find that a lot of times the split makes it such that Monday to Friday, the kids or the kid will spend all their time at the mom's place and then the weekends are spent with the dad. So it's like two out of the seven days, which isn't even the bad thing. It's that as the kids get older, their weekends become more involved with spending time with other people besides their parents. So you'll find that even though they're supposed to be spending the night or spending the weekend at their dad's place, they're probably going to be chilling with their friends 90-95% of the time and then probably spending like 5% of the time within the same 5 meter radius from their father. So, so they don't get to experience their father being a father figure but will more so experience him being the person that puts food in their bellies, puts a roof over their head, you know, puts clothes on their back and, you know, pretty much tells them that they love them even though they're not there all the time. Although at the same time, this is something that affects a lot of the dads as well because a lot of fathers aren't good father figures. And you could blame their upbringing and how they were brought up. You could also blame the fact that maybe they ended up having a kid prematurely or at least when they weren't mature enough. Or you could even blame the fact that even they themselves didn't really have a father figure to actually look up to. And all of those can be explained, but at the end of the day, we're actually losing father figures. Like we're having very, very few father figures and people are having to go outside the family's borders to find father figures, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it does expose them to receiving possibly the wrong advice or a bad experience on what a father figure is supposed to be, which actually makes them shittier father figures if they're guys and makes their choices in men a lot worse if they're women. So in a sense, you could say that this is actually a very big problem. The only issue is people won't realize the magnitude of how bad this is up until maybe 5, 10, maybe 15 years from now. But either way, it is actually a very, very big issue that we are having right now as a generation. And I hope that we do find a way to handle it as a generation or as generations before it becomes too little too late for us to actually do something about it. But that said, on to the next tweet. Men, she won't love you for quote unquote who you are if you're too nice, clingy and tolerate disrespect. Stop bullshitting yourself and start improving. You are the prize. Okay. If I can eliminate that final statement, which is you are the prize because I actually hate that shit, then I totally agree with every single thing that's said here. Now, part of the reason why I don't like this whole you are the prize thing is because everyone likes to make themselves look like, you know, that this super valuable, like they should be at the pinnacle all the time, blah, blah, blah type shit. But the reality of it is not everyone gets to be at the top, but you do have the opportunity to put some value on yourself and actually have some dignity and that doesn't necessarily mean you putting yourself at the pinnacle of everything but at the end of the day treating yourself like you are of value is something good now that's normally what you know saying you are the prize should be about the only problem is too many people use this terminology to make themselves more important than they actually are and yet sometimes actually most times some of y'all are just replaceable but that said yes she will not love you for quote-unquote who you are if you are too nice, clingy, and tolerate disrespect. Because if you're too nice, if you're clingy, and if you tolerate disrespect, then you'll probably be simping. 
and if you're simping, there's a pretty good chance you will not get this babe. Because part of the reason we are men and you know part of our masculine nature is aggression. If we cannot exercise and learn to control aggression, then it becomes a problem for us in the future, at least in terms of you know protecting and providing. And more so, it makes us not seem as dominant as men. So if you're too nice, then people will get to walk all over you. If you can't stand up to that shit, then how will we expect you to stand up for your woman against some guy that's bullying her or some guy that hit her uh, and it was unwarranted or, you know, even thugs that are armed to the teeth? Like... If you cannot defend yourself from the smaller things, then how do you expect to defend you and her from the bigger ones? Like, there has to be baby steps to this. So, if you can prove your worth on the smaller level, then it's usually assumed that you'll be a lot better off on the bigger ones. Which is why I tell guys to be intentional. Like, if Shorty isn't willing to give up that ass and that's all that you wanted, it's totally within your right to walk away. You don't have to sit around and be the quote-unquote friend, the the really nice carrying guy that she probably claims that she wants because trust me there's a pretty good chance that she only wants that person when she's dating him the rest of the time you can probably be an asshole and you'll still seem attractive to her so that said all of this is absolute truth and i salute this masculinity saturday piece of advice so that said on to our next tweet men Feminists tell parents to quote-unquote raise sons who respect women, but won't tell their parents to raise daughters who respect men. Daughters today are abusive and disrespectful. They spent their 20s analyzing bedrooms, then in their 30s they come with demands. Okay, this one was a controversial one and I'd like to say that somebody chose this for me, but I actually chose this one upon myself, so... I'm just gonna take it and I'm gonna handle it as it comes. So let me just start the same exact way I handled the other tweets, which was starting from the bottom then going up. Spending their 20s analyzing bedrooms and in their 30s coming with demands. It is true for some, not for all. Uh, there are quite a number of babes who do this kind of thing. And you know, after you've kind of passed a certain age, it's a little bit harder for you to get a guy. But I'm not going to generalize all 20 and 30 year olds into this category because there's some that did manage to get married early and they still did this whole analyzing bedroom shit and there's some that got married a little later or will be getting married later or might not get married that didn't necessarily go around and bang everyone when they were in their prime in their 20s. So I don't necessarily agree with this. But the upper part, that one I totally agree with because a friend of mine who happens to have two young boys, they're roughly around like seven and I think three, four there, she managed to post something up on Facebook that I found to be particularly interesting about a couple of months ago. And she was like, I'm going to do my duty in raising my boys to be strong, handsome, caring and respectable men. But will you raise your daughters to not be physically abusive? Will you raise them to not mistreat them and take advantage of them? Will you raise them to be better women and actually not be a hindrance or a problem to those same sons? To be the same women that would be the best potential wives to those sons? And to a pretty huge degree, I kind of agree with this because if you're going to raise the boys and you're going to make sure you hold them accountable for everything to the last decimal, then let us do the same for the other gender. 
because there's a lot of women who are not taking accountability for their shit and they're going through life and they are fucking up a lot of people's lives and a lot of people's livelihoods simply because they were not raised to take accountability for their actions. And for those who do actually take accountability and aren't abusive or disrespectful towards other people, more so guys, I salute you. You guys were raised well and I thank your parents for actually doing a good job. But that said, we should probably move it on, so on to our final tweet of this episode. Men, be her friend in the streets and her beast in the sheets. Change or perish. I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna say that this could be true but there's an element of BS around this when it comes to the order. I will not say to be her friend in the streets before she considers you a beast in the sheets or at least she considers you to be a contender to be a beast in the sheets. Like let me just say like that because if you were to go and start by being her friend and then you try to fuck then that's gonna be a bit of a problem because once you get thrown into the friend zone you're fucked it's very very hard to get out some people never get out some people will take years to get out some people might take months but at the end of the day getting out of the friend zone is not easy so how about you start by making yourself seem more fuckable to her if you seem more fuckable to her then even though you guys end up as friends you will still remain as an option for her to fuck because here's the problem with being in the friend zone when you're in the friend zone the chances of even being considered as a fuckable option usually go up in smoke and if they're there they're pretty far off and they're very slim so you're a lot better off if you actually decide to at least show your fuckability to this babe first and if she is open to that then you can be the friend in the streets so that at the end of the day when the opportunity arises you will go and you will actually prove and continue to prove that you are a beast in those sheets provided that you actually are one not a pet or else that'll just fuck up everything all over again but that said that's a debate for another time but so far i want to know your thoughts on this and each and every other tweet the dms are open on twitter it is at bagaka the d on facebook and instagram it is at break time on my side slide into the dms there as well if you would like to drop your thoughts comments and feedback thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening through castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly if you are listening through some app that allows for rating and reviews drop a nice positive one i would really appreciate that and i will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>